it's Sangria Tuesday again. Welcome to the Canadian Rabbit Hole. I'm Paul. And I'm Maureen. Today's show is going to be about immigration in Canada. Immigration is a big topic. It is something that people think about, but never seem to talk about enough. I think it's a, a topic that people need to start talking about. First of all, who are the people who are immigrating to Canada? I think people have to be aware that Canada is made up of many immigrants. My mom immigrated to Canada way back in the 40s. I think that a lot of them worked hard, were proud to be Canadian, contributed to Canadian society, were proud of our country and our landscape and the people. Nowadays, immigration is classified as something totally different. I think immigration covers people coming into Canada with a dollar sign above their heads. I agree that immigration has turned into a business. And it means big dollars for corporations. Mm -hmm. The more people you have here, the more money they spend and the bigger the profit margin is for corporations. The rules have changed over the years. I think that people are coming in in masses. Strains and stresses on our healthcare infrastructure, our um, education infrastructure, our social infrastructure are enormous. And apparently we can't keep up. We've been throwing money at these infrastructures now for decades and it's just getting worse and worse, which corresponds with more and more people coming into Canada. So the number of permanent residents each year is based on annual immigration plans, which are tabled in Parliament. By 2036, immigrants will represent up to 30% of Canada's population, 30% compared to 20.7, which was tabled in 2011. And it's a big jump for both the, the strain on our resources it's also a big jump for the corporations who are making money from people coming into the country. It probably is a big factor in cost of living increase. Absolutely. My biggest concern is not only are people coming into Canada using up our, our resources, our social resources, our Medicare programs, any social services that uh, are available, we just don't have any more resources to hand out. We have a major shortage of doctors. Now let's have a quick look at that. We would have probably a lot more doctors if the immigration system looked at immigration as a whole and used the people who are educated enough for various areas, doctors, engineers, whatever, and put them in to active roles in our Canadian labor force. However, along with that, we tend to have their family members and the parents who are putting a big amount of pressure on our healthcare system. Yes, I agree. Our immigration system should be tailored to 
people who have skills that Canada needs. And chain immigration should be eliminated. If you come here and you want to work, that's great. But if you want to visit your, your family and be around your family, then you should be going home and visiting your family. Having a large number of people come here who haven't contributed to the costs of the social infrastructures we have means that we're just going to have more people than our programs can handle. Let's talk about illegal immigration coming into our borders. We had uh, quite a number of illegal immigrants to the point that finally, I believe, Quebec had closed down the border crossing and are hoping that uh, we can move some of these illegal uh, immigrants or refugees to other borders, which they feel would be able to handle them a little bit better. Is that really solving the problem? If Canada is purported to be a country of laws and rules, and if someone tries to go around those laws and rules, they should be denied entry. It's just that simple. Apparently, the Immigration Refugee Protection Act will will allow some of the immigrants to stay in the country if they are at risk of their life or torture or punishment if they're returned to their country. Canadian Border Services and the RCMP also have a hand in who is coming in and are responsible for border security. Any eligibility to both the CBSA and the RCMP go uh, as referrals to the Immigration Board or the IRB. Anyone who came up from the States wasn't in, at any risk of political persecution or of losing their life through gains or whatever. That They came across in the States and they should have been denied entry or just returned to the States. On March 24th, 2023, Canada and the U.S. have announced an expansion of the STCA, which is the borders across land borders and waterways. This takes effect uh, March 25th, 2023, which it has. Any refugee who has crossed the border to make a claim or asylum and does not meet the agreements or expectations will be returned to the USA. That's something that is badly needed and should have been addressed already years ago. I think the government got caught by surprise. They shouldn't have. Like, we have an intelligence service. They should have seen that there would be a lot of people coming through the states to get into Canada. But my guess is they looked the other way. I don't know how much of looking the other way was <laughs> was actually happening because uh, the people coming in and waiting for their claims, they have access to social assistance, health services, emergency housing, and legal aid. And upon receiving a protective services status, they are entitled to a spectrum of uh, services from the federal government uh, that they can apply for uh, to become a permanent resident. Services include uh, being assessed and referred to where they may want to settle. They get help and training on how to uh, speak English and so that they can function in our society. They have connections to meet people who have already immigrated to country from their own homelands. There are just so many programs offered. 
We definitely need to define who gets in and who doesn't get in. The other thing that happens is if a claim is rejected, they have the right to appeal their claims through the Refugee Appeal Division of the IRB and then ask the federal court to review the decision. Who's paying for that? Canadians are paying for that. Every day and every person who's here, they spend money and corporations, the big corporations, food, housing, transportation, they make money off of that. And they're the ones that are lobbying the government to allow that kind of stuff to happen to make a quick buck. I don't want to say immigration is not good for Canada. Let's just call a spade a spade. There are many Canadians born and raised in Canada that are not hard workers as well and are not productive contributors to our society. I can understand why we want to fill jobs that will be lucrative to keep our economy going. And that's a given, and that's always been a given when it comes to immigration. There should be checks and balances in place before they allow numbers of people in that they cannot provide the services for. The number of people let in should be based on a number of factors, including health care, wait times, and are there doctors available, how full the classrooms are. As you create more of a demand for these services, then the cost will go up. And that's exactly what corporations have been doing for the last few years. Their profits have gone way up and yet we're paying more. So the IRCC has, has definitely streamlined a system uh, to welcome historic numbers of people coming into Canada. This uh, addresses uh, labor shortages, of course, and strengthens the economy. But where is the plan to house and use our failing social system and health care system to keep this country intact? I don't believe we have labor shortages. I believe that this is something that government will tell you or corporations will tell you because they want to make sure the supply of immigrants coming into Canada stays high because they make money off it. For me now, it's gotten to the point, listening to any corporation or even listening to government, you have to be skeptical because there's a lot of money involved. Well, even the Minister of Immigration, uh, Sean Fraser, is uh, proud of our immigration system. Thank you very much once again to our wonderful Prime Minister of Canada, who tends to sometimes have his head in the sand. Every once in a while, he just pokes it up to make some stupid statement like the announcement to increase immigration to Canada. Doesn't the penny drop that we have more people here than we can take care of. It's a simple numbers game. And yet, there we go. I think it was a few weeks ago, he was standing up and bragging about how they're going to streamline all these immigration changes. So we even have more people, which would be more people waiting for to get into ERs and more people not having doctors and more kids in classes as the class size gets bigger. Exactly. We reached our target in 2022 of 4,000 
431,645 new and permanent residents, in which Canada has bounced back from our pandemic faster than other countries. Now, that's a positive. We have all these people and we've bounced back, but it's a false sense of security. These people have come in. Yes, they're contributing because everybody has X number of dollars in which they've contributed to even enter Canada. It's not a true system. We really have to have people come in that will show us that they have started their business, that they are paying taxes. Then once they have provided and are shown that they have set up their business, possibly they can bring their wife and their family over, but that doesn't need to include mom and dad and cousins and uncles and aunties. I think they have to apply for immigration status separately and show that they also will contribute to our society and just not take up the services that we are providing. They have to have so much money to come into the country, but it doesn't anywhere near cover their costs over, let's say, a 10 or 20 year period. And the rest of Canada now is picking up the costs. Absolutely. We are multicultural, proud to be multicultural. It seems as if we've lost our Canadian identity through multiculturalism. I'm not even sure we had a Canadian identity to start with because we had the Quebec wanting to go its own way, so it really was never saw its, itself as part of Canada. And now with the recent election in Alberta, they have right-wing wingnuts who are talking about separating from Canada. Another consideration is NATO is not what NATO used to be. A lot of Canadians went over and fought in the First and Second World Wars. They really contributed to the freedom that we have and we are entitled to in Canada. And people worked hard to build a Canada that is very strong and a country in which we are extremely proud of. That pride is is diminishing. How do you think that affects us in terms of letting other immigrants in? We just don't seem to have the same standards as we had. I think immigration at one time to come to Canada was based on people were coming. They might have been fleeing war-torn areas, but they were coming here to work. And big corporations weren't capitalizing on immigration as much 50 years ago, certainly even 20 years ago. Now it seems that they have a dollar sign when they come in, and that dollar sign is transferred to big businesses. They're making money. The average Canadian really has to do their homework on what is happening in Canada, not through various extreme groups. People have to get together and review what our values are. Let's come together put these values to good use to make a Canada that will always be number one in our hearts. Canada needs to have a discussion on immigration. If it gets past the point, throwing money at our social systems doesn't work, then for sure uh, the conservative governments have always believed in privatization. Hopefully by now people see that how badly that has worked out for Canada because now these corporations are organized and they've embedded themselves in government and government is no longer working for the people but for the corporations. 
The government has committed $50 million in 2022, 2023 for the IRCC to allow more immigrants to come in, more dollars to come in. And that just drives the prices up on everything. The other consideration is the people who have immigrated to Canada. I think one of the, their biggest complaints is, wow, do we ever have a lot of taxes? We pay a lot of taxes. We've paid taxes all our lives. Welcome to Canada. I've never complained about taxes I made. They went to supporting our social infrastructures, which made Canada safer and a better place to live. Now, it's just not enough. The federal government, not, not necessarily federal government, but you see provincial government giving big tax breaks to these corporations are ripping us off by gouging. And of course, the provinces are looking the other way. That's just part of life now. We have to go back to being the country that we always have been, a country that we can be proud of. We need a political system that we can be proud of. We need political parties that we can believe in. And we have to really, really think about the direction in which Canada is going. We have far too many people and far too few resources. So at which point, we already have homelessness. How bad does that have to get? A lot of these corporations here are multinationals, so they just have no interest in the well-beings of Canadians at all, just the bottom line. That is just a fact that we should all be very afraid of. This is our wrap-up portion on immigration. It's such a vast topic. Canada was built on immigration. Immigration is the backbone of everything in Canada. We reached a point now where the corporations are profiting from immigration at the expense of our failing social infrastructures. We need to reevaluate how the immigration system is run in Canada at the expense of Canadians who have worked very hard and pay taxes and contribute to Canada. We need to find a way to integrate our new immigrants into a system that we can put them to work in areas that are well needed and they come in specifically for that reason. Whoever immigrates has a job waiting for them. Our immigration needs to be targeted to those people with the skill that are required in Canada. And certainly chain immigration should be immediately stopped. People who immigrate to Canada that fall into categories as business owners or engineers or doctors, they should be able to come in and bring their immediate family, which would include their spouse and their children. If other members of their family wish to immigrate to Canada, they would have to follow the same regulations as did their family member who had immigrated and had come in to fill a position and become part of our Canadian success story. 
yes, this mass immigration has to stop. We should be more targeted. I would say because we're at such a crucial turning point that our social infrastructure is overwhelmed, only people who have skills required by Canada can immigrate until we get to a more balanced between the number of people we have and what we can support with our social infrastructure. And then after that, you start talking about bringing in family. That is a very good solution to the problems that we are facing at this time. This isn't happening by accident. This is deliberately being lobbied by the big corporations so they can make maximum dollars. And in the end, what's going to happen is the conservatives, or more than likely conservatives, liberals don't seem to support privatization as much publicly, but in the end, what they're going to do is say, oh, well, we can't solve it with our public institutions. We're going to have to privatize. And then we're going to go down the road that the Americans have gone down, and that would just be a disaster for Canada. It would be the end of a Canada as we all know it, a Canada that we've worked hard to build, a Canada that we are proud of, a Canada that can prosper because of the hard-working Canadians that have built the country. Uh, we should have at least something funny. How about... What do you call a convoy clown with a driver's license, Paul? Educated. Ha! <laughs> Next week's episode is going to be about the cost of living. It should be a real wallet burner. Our toll-free call-in line is 844-900-0506 and will open at noon on Tuesday, Mountain Standard Time. We would love to hear your opinions. So remember, folks, be kind, hold the door, and welcome to the Canadian Rabbit Hole. Cheers. Cheers.